Hello everybody church, my name is Elena and this is my wife Heather. Uh, we're excited that you're joining us today for this conversation starter. Everybody Church is a safe place where people can come to care and connect. And we are about to kick this over to Stan and Ray. They're going to have an amazing message for y'all today. So we just hope you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. Hey everybody Church, Happy Easter. Happy Easter. God, can you believe it? I know. I love Easter. Me I mean, pre- preachers are kind of, I mean, this, this may not be our altruism, this may be our narcissism, but we love Easter. Biggest crowd of the year. Oh, we see people and we think, man, why can't it be like this every Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Why do, Why don't people love Jesus every Sunday? I know. Remember those I, days? Yeah. Where, oh God, the conviction and condemnation yeah. we put on people. Bottom line is, we hope the crowd's three times as big today and we're really glad you're here. There is something to celebrate. The resurrection is a beautiful story it's for a sure. Beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Now, back to the crowd thing, back yeah, to the yeah. uh, narcissism thing. <laughs> our, our crowd, I mean, I've grown up, it's always been two to three times it has. The, yeah. the normal crowd. I mean, we have the other Sundays of the year that are the, that are the duds. Yeah, I remember realizing as a young preacher, nobody's gonna come to church between Christmas and New Year's Day. No, no I mean, the crowds drop off so much. And there are other days. Did y'all have uh, them we have church? Well, after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. Sunday after Thanksgiving, the one you just mentioned, Labor Day and Memorial Day. The people are doing other things. I mean, the only people that come are us poor people without boats. If you got a boat, <laughs> you're not coming <laughs> Memorial Day and Labor Day. So I always joke, so I'm so glad to have all the faithful poor people here yeah. today who don't have boats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, I mean, churches like, you know, I'm, I'm not today is my first Sunday as not the lead pastor of Grace Point National. Yeah. I'm now the founding, founding pastor, pastor, which yeah. is an honorary slash ornery uh, <laughs> position. But Josh Scott, our friend, is there and he's pastoring. This is his first Sunday. So shout out to Grace Point, my people there. So I'm still involved there. I'm still pastoring with you, partly here at the village. I'm at East Lake. One of the things that's interesting, uh, East Lake and Seattle, where I'm working, and here you guys are taking Sundays off now. Well, you told me that East Lake took off, I think, ten or eleven Sundays a year yep. because they said they just wanted to free the congregation to say this is a low Sunday. A lot of people are gone. A lot of people come just because they have to keep the the engine going at church. But we want to give y'all a day, and that you guys in East Lake were so comfortable with that. I was scared to death. I didn't know how that would go over, but I called kind of our leadership together and I mentioned it to them and they said, that's the greatest idea in the world. You mean to give up? And for us, it's like six Sundays this year, Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, those kind of Sundays where we actually aren't planning to be at our building. And honestly, you know, we're also always afraid to take a Sunday off because of the offering. You have the offering? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got to throw that in there. Now online giving is a big part of the church. But, you know, Ryan, our buddy out at Eastlake and the team, Kristen and Peter and all the team out there, they said they finally looked at the crowd and said, hey, we're going to take these Sundays off because you're not here anyway. Right. We thought we would go ahead and stay yeah. home instead of showing up. I like but, that. I like yeah, that. so we have low days. We have high days. Now let's get back to the point. Well, let me Easter's ask you on the high days. What was yep. another high day uh, for y'all? Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Not Christmas, but Christmas Eve. We, we pack it out Christmas Eve. Yeah. We, uh, I, early on in my life, Mother's Day was a big one. Not Father's Day so much, right. but Mother's Day was a yeah. big one. But the reality is Easter's big, and the majority reason Easter is big is because everybody at the everybody in the church kind of coordinate their schedule and say They're we're not going to be, be off that day. Yeah, because church attendance. I mean, most people average about thirty-five to forty percent. Honestly, yeah. yeah, regular attenders are not going hundred percent of the time, so they all just come on Easter. Another reason Easter's big is this group of people. You remember what we used to call them? We used Christmas and Easter, 
Christers? Christers. Christers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Christers. Yeah. It was a pejorative term. It was a, it was a negative <laughs> term. We would, we would look out and say, well, we're glad to have the Christers here today, yeah. the people who only come twice a year. So we're kicking them. And yeah, I thought it was so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> they finally come to church and we put them down That's and stupid. castigate them. Yeah, stupid. But we, we really just had a low opinion of these Christers. And we acted like, you know, these were people that begrudgingly came and, you know, they're, they're just not holy enough like the rest of us yeah. to be at church. But good Lord, I think you and I both have some sympathy for Christers. I understand why people are estranged from church. Everybody, church has been started for people who feel estranged from church. There are legitimate reasons people are detached from church. But all that to say, we set that up because I, I wanted to, mentioned that six years ago, I was preparing for an Easter sermon. And as I was preparing for this Easter sermon, uh, believe it or not, I was struggling for a topic. I mean, you know that feeling. Every After, year, every year, how do you make it new? What do you, what, what do you, how do you? Especially when you've been doing it for 30, 30 years. 30 years, yeah. And, and the holy folk will say, well, there's always something new. Well, if you, you try it for 30 years <laughs> to come up with something new because you're wanting to come up with your best material. Yeah. Who doesn't want to do your best for the big crowd? And I mean, spiritually, you want to do the best for the resurrection. Yeah. That idea is such a, a beautiful idea. So I was wrestling for a sermon, could not for the life of me get a hold of one. And for whatever reason, I guess just to distract myself, I, I, I started thinking about Christers. Right. And I was thinking about the big crowd and I was thinking about some of the people that we would only see that Sunday and and it, it began occurring to me, you know, I think we've got these people wrong. They come to church and we kick them. We put them down. We demean them. Mm -hmm. But I actually, I actually think they're there for a really good reason. I mean, if I, if I threw it to you, why, why are Christers there? Think about the Christers that have come through here. Why are they there? I would think somebody very close to them that they love invited them to come. Yeah. I, I, it's got to be 95%. I, don't, I honestly can't think of another reason. Yeah. The Christers I know are there at that service because a mom or a husband or a child or a good friend says, hey, we're doing, we're doing a meal after. Um, we're all getting together. We're going straight from the candlelight service to our Christmas Eve at home. We're doing brunch before or after the service. Christers come to church because somebody that loves them and somebody they dearly love says it would be meaningful to me for you to be there. Yeah. I, I don't, as I think about it, I don't remember them acting like they were drugged to church. Mm -mm. They I, seemed pleasant. They seemed like they had a good time. They seemed to enjoy it even. Well, they, they're, I mean, they always, yeah. it always baffled me. They come up to me. <laughs> they're not embarrassed. As much as we try to shame them, they're not ashamed. They're secure. So many Christians come up to me after service and say, that was a really wonderful yeah. message. Yeah. They talk, that music was beautiful. Yeah. And I'm always thinking to myself, well, doggone it, if it was that beautiful and I'm that good, <laughs> why don't you come next week? Yeah. But I, you won't see them again until Christmas. These are good people who are there as an act of love. Yeah. Now, what hit me as I'm thinking about that and, and through all the years, I still, this is my number one thought around Easter. Their act of love, Christers, are actually not the outsiders of Easter. 
they are actually on the inside track of the true Easter story. They approximate the idea of Easter maybe more than all of us that are there every Sunday reciting the creeds do. The reason I say that is because when I thought about the first Easter story, I mean, you always ask this question as you're restudying it. Who were the first people to witness the risen Christ? And you were, who were they? It was the women, the women that were going to the tomb. Not, not the apostles. Not the apostles. He first appeared to the women, and the women were going to the tomb. Why? To anoint his body, because they couldn't do it the day before. It's the Sabbath, so just to anoint his body. Yeah, he was taken off the cross at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, rushed to a borrowed tomb. By the time they got him off the cross, laid in the tomb, it was sundown. Yeah. So they went into the Sabbath. And all Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday, they observed the Sabbath. But the Bible says as soon as the Sabbath ended, Saturday evening, they immediately began working on the ointments and the spices and the perfumes. This was, it was an external form of embalming. Right. There wasn't, for them, these poor people in this hasty burial, there wasn't, even though there were embalming methods in those days, they did not employ them, obviously, on Jesus. And so they would go and they would put hundreds often, literally hundreds of pounds, Ray, on the body. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't keep it from decaying forever, but it would at least slow the decay and cut down on the stench. And, and this is a bit raw, but essentially these external embalmings was because somebody said that this life was too precious. This life was too good. There was too much love here for us to allow it to decay, for us to allow it the indecency of stench. The women, Ray, I don't know how else to say this, the women didn't go to the tomb believing in a resurrection. They went to the tomb fully expecting a stone to be across the, the door of the grave. They went to the tomb expecting fully for the body to be there for them to anoint. They believed in the death of Jesus, not the resurrection of Jesus, and yet the resurrected Christ appears to them. So it occurred to me, as much as you and I and those listening have cut their teeth on justification by grace through faith, mm -hmm. I mean, we're good Protestants, and that's been our message all the way back to the Reformation. We think it's the message of Paul. Those women weren't justified by their faith in a resurrection. I don't know how else to say it, except they were justified by love. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Jesus Christ chose to appear in resurrected form to two women, not because they believed the right things or had deep conviction that he was going to be risen from the tomb. I mean, they didn't wake up in the morning and say, we've got to get to the tomb. It will be open. We don't know yeah. where he'll be, yeah. but we know he'll be alive. Yeah. They didn't do that at all. They said he's there and he's surely starting to stink by now and we can't let this happen. We can't allow the indignity of that to our friend and they went and a resurrected Christ met them. So I guess what I'm trying to say is as much as we love justification by grace through faith, and I'm not making this, I'm not trying to make a heretical <laughs> argument here, get everybody stirred up on Easter. 
But as much as we love the idea of justification by faith, yeah. those women you can make a case were justified by love. Yeah, yeah. They experienced the resurrected Christ simply because they had a deep sense of conviction that this act of love was due their friend and they showed up to do something decent and kind for somebody they loved. What are Christers Same doing? Same thing, I like that. On Easter, yeah. they're not there to recite our creeds and get goosebumps. They're not there just to sing our songs of you know faith. They're there because they're loving somebody that's yeah. important and they want to do something that, that honors yeah. someone dear to them. Yeah. That's, that's a good word, I love that. And you and I were talking earlier, you know, six years ago when I, when I uh, preached this, I, I still set it up this way. Okay, so for Christers, the first women who went to the tomb went there as an act of love, doing a, a decent thing, just like you're doing today. And these were they who first met the resurrected Christ. So I know you're not here today thinking that you're going to you know, meet some resurrected Christ, but just hang on, it might be you. Yeah. You may have set yourself up for something you don't even expect. Right, right. But I think six years later, I've kind of taken it even a step further. I like this. I, I think instead of saying, hang in there, you might be surprised to meet the resurrected Christ. I think what you're doing today, I think what Christers do may be the resurrected Christ. That's, yeah, I like it. I think people like Richard Rohr and others are really expanding our minds. I mean, the earliest Christians believed the body of Christ was one bronze-skinned Galilean, the earliest followers of Christ. That's who Christ was. And then within you know a decade or two, they begin to understand, no, 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 the, the body of Christ is everyone who calls him Lord. And then we, we've continued to expand and we, we think that, you know, wait a minute, Jesus said I was hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, prisoner. He didn't say that these people necessarily were Christ followers themselves. He just said they were hungry. They were thirsty. They were strangers. They were human beings in need. And he said, when you did it to them, you did it to me. Yeah. So the body of Christ isn't just the followers of Jesus. It's every hurting person. And, and you take it further, it's, it's actually every human yeah, being, God yeah. in flesh. God did not come in the person of Jesus to say, hey, I've arrived. He came in the person of Jesus to say, this is where I've always been. God has always, God has always been in flesh. And then Rohr says that even creatio, it's not just incarnation, it's in creatio, that creation itself is the body of this one called Christ. And Nowhere, I think, is the Christ more measured, more clarified, more indicated, more manifest than in acts of love. <laughs> that's, that's great. So to all the folk who are here believing in a resurrection and you showed up and you recited the creed. Amen. More power to you. Amen. Amen on all of that. To those that came simply because you love somebody who you make their dinner special or you make their brunch special by being there. To some mom whose son said, would you just go to church with me, mom? I'd really like, I'd really like for you to sit there. I'd, I'd like for you to hear me when I sing in the kids' choir. You may be at the very heart of what we are now understanding is the resurrection. Yeah. That life is bigger than death, that love is bigger than hate, that good is bigger than evil. So. 
I'm not going to set you up with some send-off, go meet the risen Christ. I think you're living the risen Christ just fine. And this is the heart of Easter. So let us all, Christers and 41 out of 50 tours, or every other, whoever we are, there is enough pain in the world. Let us be good to one another. Be good to each other. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Wow, that was amazing. What an inspirational message about love. This time, like you care. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was great. I was like going to die laughing the whole time. I was just, like, I'm in my head. So I was, so I was trying to like, be scripted, just like, wow, just, like that was, like where you're reflecting it. Like it was like, you're, you're like, wow, that was a great message about love. <laughs> Next. <laughs> wow. Wow. Stop. Okay, go. <sighs> I can't. You just. Okay, you want to finish with the No, chair? I want you to do it all. Okay. You're just going to stand with me? And look. Like a trophy. Give me my eye candy. Sounds good. (laughs) Uh, Wow, that was such an amazing message about the act of love. Uh, We are so happy that you all were able to join us for that message. Do you want me not to be in this? No, no, it's so important. Okay, good. Wow, that was an incredible, that was so not genuine. I made, you made a face. I mean, I was trying to get my face right and you started talking. Sorry. Okay, come on. Good? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready. I know. Yeah, I wanted to make sure your face is ready. Okay. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Two squeezes for go. Ready? Hold on. I have a really big smile that's awkward if the camera comes on and I'm like already smiling. So. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys. Goonies. Wow. I can't do this. Wow. All right. And in action. Wow. Uh, what an amazing message about the act of love. I, that was incredible. The, the powerful message behind that, Ray and Stan, was just truly amazing. And we hope that you guys got something out of today's conversation. We also hope that if something resonated with you, that you'll share it with other people. I know that the only way that we found our church was because someone spoke up and told us about it and shared that message with us. So we hope you do the same thing. And we hope that you guys continue to come back and connect with us at facebook.com forward slash everybody church. We hope you all have an amazing day.